0: What's up, everybody? It's LG said here. Today is Monday, April 5th, 2021. Welcome to The First Mint, a show where I cover marketplace trends, big sales, and everything going on in NBA Top Shot. Today's episode is a very special one. They're all very special. But really, is Top Shot rebooting? Are we in the middle of a massive reboot of the marketplace and of the entire organization? And are we gearing up for what will be the next phase of this big adventure? Many signs point to yes, and as a result, I'm going to do something today that I almost never do or that I haven't done in a long time, and that is give actual recommendations on moments. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody that none of the content on the show constitutes trading advice in any way, and that this show is not affiliated with the NBA, NBA Top Shot, or Dapper Labs. I'm just a guy at his house who loves basketball and blockchain. This is the first mint. folks, buckle up. There is no guest on this episode, which I feel is like the first time in a long time that I actually haven't had a co-host or anything on a show, but that means we are just going to get through it a little bit quicker and it's going to be a little bit more concise because now you're just going to listen to me ramble. Today's topic, as you know, the Top Shot reboot, which is a term that I will preface, I have just made up. As I've been writing this episode so it's not based on any kind of official information or anything like that what are the signs that we are in a very massive deep reboot of this entire product well let's go through first of all some of the changes and improvements to the platform first stress tests stress tests used to be a pain they used to fail now we know that a stress test is actually usually setting up a much bigger drop. And then the last couple ones, like including the one last week, as well as the ones in the past couple weeks, have gone incredibly smooth. Maybe there's been issues. Maybe the team hasn't told us what's gone wrong with them. But as far as we're concerned, lining up in the queue, getting a pack, not getting a pack, they have been relatively flawless. That's good. That's a system that has improved like crazy. Just two months ago, we all had to click buy now all at the same time. We don't have to do that anymore, for better or for worse. We don't have to do it anymore. The stress tests are working well. Also, gifting, gifting, a very contentious issue. I know a lot of people have been kind of screwed on some challenges recently because gifting was turned off unexpectedly, but it will be back this week. We know that. It was set in office hours last week. This Friday, April 9th, We are expecting gifting to return. We don't know under what format. We don't know what the regulations are going to be. We know that the seven-day cooldown has been added for a moment that you buy. That was added a couple weeks ago. We know that gifting will return in a different format and that it is being changed mainly to avoid and to help fight all of the botting activity and all the other nefarious activity. We don't have more details. It hasn't been revealed. But again, another improvement. Also, the marketplace. Do you remember when the marketplace used to shut down for like three days. Do you remember when it was down for almost the entire All-Star weekend? That actually seems like that's never gonna happen again. And even before that, even back like late January, early February, there were times where the marketplace could barely work. It was a struggle to just scroll through the site. Now it works almost flawlessly. Yes, there's a one minute cooldown on moments, but now I notice there's actually a little timer in between when you're buying and selling that tells you how much more time until you can do it. The timer is sometimes extended after a pack drop, but is very quickly set back to one minute marketplace running smooth. Also part of the reboot. Withdrawals and KYC, which is know your customer as an identity checks. Again, a very frustrating point, but in office hours, again, It was noted by Jacob that we are up to 42,000 people accounts who can now withdraw. That is way better than where it was two weeks ago or even two months ago. Those are major, major, major strides. And then, of course, the restrictions for the pack drops. These are very theoretical at this point, but it was noted that something like that is coming. We don't know what it is, but we were told, again in office hours, that the next legendary drop will reward, and I quote, proven collectors. A lot of people have been speculating that that means that you may have to have completed a challenge in order to be eligible for a legendary drop. We don't know. Again, all speculation. And also, last week, we saw the first real evolution of some of the Top Shot product. The Mike Conley Challenge Reward had audio and video of Mike Conley on The moment, talking about the moment in question, also just talking about Top Shot. Apparently, apparently, the Mike Conley team approached Top Shot about having him do that. So we are seeing the evolution of player engagement in Top Shot, which is a very positive sign. Hopefully the first of many player-specific integrations to come. All this stuff, these are all major improvements to Topshot, and they honestly feel like they are starting to tie up a lot of these loose ends. The platform has massively improved and clearly still has a long way to go, which is why I use the term reboot that we are just in the middle of it. Also, outside of changes to Topshot, is there gonna be another wave that is coming soon? Well, maybe or maybe not. We know on Friday that it was announced that Dapper Labs had hired a new VP of marketing, a man, Dave Feldman, who's coming from the NFL social team, running the NFL social team for the last like five or six years. Before that, he was at Major League Baseball in a very similar role. We don't know what kind of effect that's going to have. I doubt it's going to have an immediate effect, but it will definitely have a long-term effect, an effect we might even start to see as early as the playoffs. Speaking of which, those playoffs are actually just six Weeks away, and that is generally when the NBA's marketing goes into full on turbo mode. I don't have a better term for that, anyways. Full on turbo mode, let's call it that. The NBA playoffs, a huge event, especially leading up to the finals, especially this year. There are so many good teams trying to make noise this year. It's going to be a very exciting time. And by then, that's in six weeks from now, by then, all those issues of withdrawals, all that stuff is going to be so much better. We're going to have so much more protection in pack drops, way fewer bots and the queues, all that stuff is going to be better. And of course, the one factor I haven't even mentioned yet that is part, hopefully, of this reboot, the market, and specifically the potential that we are at the bottom of this dip. And again, I say that as in I have no guarantee that we are at the bottom. We could be still at the top. I don't know. I don't know. But there are some good signs out there, especially amongst the community. I've seen that some of the folks on Twitter, some of the really great analysts out there have started talking about how market cap is actually no longer the right way to look at these moments in the way that it's unfair to judge a moment on its lowest ask. A feature in Top Shot of which there has been quite a bit of criticism towards Dapper in terms of using that as a reflection of value. That being of course because, you know, just because a moment has a lowest ask doesn't mean all the other moments are worth that much that's just what somebody has put it down for and actually mr del mori who came on the podcast last month pointed out that that can easily lead to a race to the bottom in terms of price which is kind of what we've seen a better metric potentially would be to take the last 15 10 20 sales and give an average of them as the value of the moment, not just what somebody is listed for. Because what can happen there is that just because one person lists it too low doesn't mean somebody else can't come along and list it for even lower. Another metric for which we might actually soon see a departure from. I know I've used it less obviously because it's been kind of sad in the last couple of weeks is account value. I've always felt, honestly, that account value kind of poisoned us. It's been great to have those tools, some really great tools out there, of course, but should collectors actually look at their collections in one big sum balance or account value? I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that encourages the right kind of behavior because then naturally we freak out when we start to see it go for lower. I don't think, you know, account value and market cap, I don't think people are going to stop looking at it that way, but I think a lot of us in the community, a lot of us driving a lot of the narrative in Top Shot, at least within the community, we're starting to kind of get away from those things and we might start telling different stories and focusing on other things in Top Shot, which to me may lead to more positive change on the platform side and also just a more positive outlook on how all this stuff in. It might also change the way we bring in new collectors. We want people to come in to want to collect, to collect in a healthy way, not in a get-rich-quick way. So hopefully those days are behind us. Again, I don't think that that means that the market is necessarily going to bounce back. I don't think just looking at metrics differently makes the market bounce back. I don't think the market is ever going to bounce back, but I do think we might stop the bleeding sometime very soon. And a big part of that, again, is how many of us will view what has been happening. And of course, there's one more factor that we can't negate is that there will be more packs. There will always be more packs on Top Shot. And of course, more packs usually means a dilution of moments. But hopefully, as those packs start to come in, maybe this week, maybe the following weeks, we see an uptick in the marketing from the Dapper Labs team, which will coincide and kind of balance out that new supply with an influx of new users who want to buy the old moments as well as the new stuff from the packs. Listening to this might not make you that optimistic. And that's fine. But I can also sense. And I don't have any hard data on this. But I can also sense that we actually are near that bottom. It's just, it's just a feeling I have. I'm starting to see moments bounce back. Even looking at the price of these moments. They seem more reasonable now than they ever have. And there's definitely a new layer of people in Top Shot. Who are keen to start collecting these who maybe have been holding off, waiting for withdrawal, but now they might be encouraged to come in, and as soon as those moments start to tick up, then things might actually get a little bit healthier, especially now that a lot of the nefarious activity hopefully has been weeded out. Now it's time to get to those recommendations. Before we do, I'm gonna make a few assumptions here. These assumptions are pretty much caveats that the recommendations I'm giving are based on these assumptions and that these assumptions might be incredibly wrong. Again, it's not trading advice. Assumption number one, we're near the bottom of this dip. Assumption number two, that everyone who's stuck around this long and that will be coming in is looking to actively participate in Top Shot, even if it's semi-passively. They're looking to be part of this. And assumption number three, now we're all collectors here looking for great NBA highlights, not just because we love this product, but also because we love the possibilities that it is beginning to unlock. Another preface here before we got off these recommendations, I know I have a lot. These are largely observations, and they're also based on my own emotions, and also they're not an attempt by me to pump anything i don't do that kind of stuff okay i just buy stuff that i like and then sometimes i talk about it i know that might sound like pumping but honestly i do research for this kind of stuff so i don't know while i'm recording this and while i was writing this i was like well some of these moments are good i should get them while i'm trying to come up with great stuff for other people to maybe look into investing it's weird if i also don't get them but i would never do something like buy 20 of a moment and then talk about it on the show and just say hey go get that moment like i'm just not gonna do that there's no point One good way to put these recommendations into context is to think about what's going to happen when these new waves of users come in and we have a ton more supply. Basically, the stuff I'm going to outline today are moments and sets and series that I think, over time, will be able to hold their value simply because they're significant to the game, they're significant to collectors, or they have some other type of meaning. And again, all of this assumes that the market is now going to stabilize. So these are recommendations, observations, whatever you want to call them, that would inform how I am currently approaching this current market if it does kind of calm down. We got short-term ones and we got long-term ones. Okay, Short-term ones are observations. Long-term ones are probably more real recommendations. The short-term ones mainly focus on the stars. I always talk about the stars in Top Shot, I always say that they are the most important and probably most reliable moments to buy, and I'm going to stick to that. What I want to focus on specifically for these stars is their moment count, as in how many moments they currently have. A lot of people like to say that new moments will dilute other moments of that same player and in general, and in some cases, yes, that's true. And also for these stars, we've recently had tons of All-Star Game moments coming out, both seeing stars and 2021 all-star game sets. So we've had a lot of Steph Curry's and LeBron's with the challenge coming out this week. We've had a lot of those lately. So yes, a lot of these have just come into the market. So we have to keep that in mind. Did those dilute the moments? It's hard to say because the market has dipped overall. So when we're looking at star players, the things I've been looking at are the types of moments they have, how many they have of each kind, and also how that could balance out long-term. Let's start with one of the most popular players, Zion Williamson. Zion currently has 18 moments in top shot, with another one on the way this week in a challenge reward. He has seven common moments, seven rare moments, and the new one will be a rare, and four legendary moments. That's 18 plus 19 coming at the end of the week. Out of those 18, 10 of them have a badge, but none of the new ones will. So, for Zion, an easy way to look at Zion is what's coming next and which of his moments will stand the test of time. More on that in a minute. LeBron, also very popular on Top Shot, as you know, he has 19 moments with another one coming out this week, seven commons with a new one this week, eight rares, and four legendaries, almost the same format as Zion. Except, except where Zion has 10 moments of badges, LeBron only has two. So a LeBron badge moment is very, very rare. Another star player with quite a few moments is Luka Doncic. He has 11. Five of them are comments, three of them are rares, and three of them are legendaries. How many have badges? Four. So kind of in between. So if one of these star players gets a new moment sometime soon, and again, they all just had some new ones from the All-Star game, but if one of them got a new moment either in the next Legendary set or the next Rare set or Common or whatever, would it have that big of an impact based on how many moments they have? Maybe, maybe not. I don't think it would. But players who have far fewer moments and who are also quite well-known, well, new moments could have a huge impact for them. Let's look at Kevin Durant. He's really interesting because for a long time through Series 1, he only had one moment. He had the run it back. He didn't play last year. But since then, he's had four new moments come out. A 7,500, a 15,000, and a 35,000 CC+, plus. which might seem more. You might think, well, that's great. We need more Kevin Durant. But what you really have to think about is that over time, that is such a large percentage of how many more moments of his he has. Right, if you look at it as before the challenge reward, he only had four moments and then a fifth one was added. That is an additional 25% in terms of the diversity of his moments. Within those five moments, he has four commons and one rare. So we might be due for a Kevin Durant legendary moment sometime soon. What's missing here? A legendary moment. Again, a guy who doesn't have a lot of moments gets one added it might kind of dilute the effect of the other ones, which previously were highly sought after because there were so few different ones. Another player, somewhat similar, Draymond Green. Not as quite big a star, but he actually has fewer moments. He only has four. Three of them are commons, and one of them is a legendary. Two of them are the same play. This guy needs a rare moment. He needs one, but at what cost? And at what cost to his other moments? Right now, his commons are... $13 and $7 respectively for Series 2, $270 for Series 1, and $5,500 for his Legendary. So if he has a new Rare Moment come out or a new Legendary, what will that do to the price of his Moments? It will probably have a larger effect on those Moments because it's going to add 25% new moment, Moment Dilution, I guess you could call it, Diversity Dilution to what he has It'll probably have a bigger effect on him than it would a new moment on LeBron, where for LeBron, it would just be his 20th or 21st moment. Now, let's switch it over to our long-term recommendations. So, we just talked about all these players. We talked about all these dozens of moments they have, or in some cases not. One thing we have to think about in there, and something that I'm looking at when I'm looking in a player and I'm thinking, which of these 15 moments or 20 moments do I want to buy and add to my collection, is what is the best play? It's very subjective. Obviously, you could watch these plays with other people. i be like, which one's the best dunk or the best three-pointer? It's really hard to say, but I've found that over time, what actually pumps up the value of the play is the narrative, is the storyline. And right now, we have quite a few moments that have storylines. Obviously, there's LeBron Kobe tribute dunk, Vince Carter, Luka Doncic three-pointer, LeBron no-look three, the Steph imitating LeBron. We have all of these, but which ones of those are actually going to stand the test of time? Which one of those are actually classics. A really hot moment recently is obviously Anthony Edwards, challenge reward, amazing dunk, maybe the dunk of the year. But will that truly last the test of time? Will Anthony Edwards be a great player in three years? Will we still remember that dunk? I don't know. Something to keep in mind. We also have the playoffs coming up, which is going to give us an entirely new collection of amazing classic moments. Will those hold up? Will they take up the mantle of the current moments that we love so much? Will we see one of the greatest moments in basketball history this spring? I don't know. But when I'm looking at players, I think about what is the best play or some of the best plays, or even just is that play good? I also look at the scarcity of the type of play. And this is thinking way further ahead to hardcourt, which hardcourt is going to be the mobile game for Top Shot, where you're going to use your moments in some kind of basketball game. We don't know anything else about it. Don't ask me. I don't know. That's all I know. But for those same players, there might be a big difference between how many blocks, dunks, handles, three-pointers they have in their moment collection. And when you look at the numbers, there's actually quite a big difference in terms of the layout of those players. I'll give you an example. Zion Williamson. Seven of his moments, the most type of moment that he has, is a block, followed by four dunks, and then two of handles, layup, assist, and one jump shot. LeBron James, 13 of his moments are dunks, and then only three are blocks, two or three-pointers, and one assist. LeBron James doesn't have a jump shot, a layup, or a steal, or even handles move in top shot. He might soon, and when he does, those might be novelties, but he does not currently have. Most of his moments are dunks. Luka, six of his 11 moments are dunks, two layups, two three-pointers, two assists, no jump shot, no block, no steal. Not really known for those other ones, but still, again, There's some types of moments that he does not have. Kevin Durant only has two types of moments. He has three three three-pointers and two dunks. Nothing else. No blocks, no steals, none of that. Draymond Green, the last player we gave as an example, two assists and two blocks, and those two blocks, they're the same play. Also to note, the new LeBron and the new Zion are both dunks. Two more of the same types of moments that they have already. Again, I don't know what that significance is. All I'm saying is that if one of these players has a new moment that they don't currently have, let's say again, a LeBron James steal or something like that, and that comes out of the marketplace, that might be something to consider. Again, just think of the difference, the scarcity of their types of plays. The other recommendation for these players that I have is to think about the core sets, base, metallic, gold, and hollow. We've heard a few times from the Dapper team that these moments from these sets will hold some type of significance. If you go back in podcast history of the first mint, you can listen to an episode where myself and Steve Veerman talk about how, and he reveals this to me, how those are the three sets that have the team logos. No other sets have the team logos as the artwork. They all have a very unique type of artwork from that set. but They're the only ones that have the actual artwork. And actually for series two, those Rare metallic golds are actually the only rares that are going to be marked as $4.99 because now the edition sizes have changed. And also, those legendary hollow icons are the only other legendary set in Series 2. The other one being Deck the Hoops, which is, I don't know, it's kind of a nothing set. It's a Christmas Day set. So again, are these sets going to be important long-term? Base set, obviously, I mean, there's a lot of those, so it's a little hard to say. So maybe actually first moments. First moment badges might be significant long-term. I'm not saying to go out and buy these core set moments, but I'm saying is that there could be some significance long-term. So if you're looking at a player and you're like, well, I don't know which moment to buy, and you have the choice between a base or a metallic and some other equivalent rare that isn't a metallic, let's say, and they're about the same price, personally, I would probably go with the metallic, but again, that choice is yours. I'm just telling you what I know. And the last recommendation, and this is one you've heard from me so many times before, is to go with your favorite player. And I really mean that. I don't mean that as in like, you know, just LeBron James your favorite player, is everybody's favorite player. I mean, split up your favorite players. Everybody has a few different players. That's a fun part of basketball. Look at them categorically. What you're looking for. Some of those young up-and-coming players who are going to play down the stretch here in the next six weeks as though they are already in playoff mode guys who need to make the playoffs some who have tasted playoff action others that we can't wait to see in the playoffs and even better if you can start to look at these players now pick them up while they might get hot down the stretch and then also make the playoffs and ride that heat into the show that is not a bad idea okay so players like trey young Ja Morant two guys who we've never really tested their clutch factor we love them but we don't know what they're going to be like in a game five game six game seven with a couple seconds left on the clock we don't know Luka Doncic we know he can perform and he is trying incredibly hard to get back to the playoffs this year and dare I say anybody on the Hornets or even dare I say even more anybody on the Knicks Knicks, big question mark, Knicks Nation, whatever you guys call yourselves. I know you're a little shaky right now, hoping your team can make the playoffs for the first time in a long time. We don't know how those players are going to perform, but we do know that a lot of them are on the marketplace and they might play incredibly well or incredibly hard down the stretch and become in themselves household names now, if not in the first or second round of the playoffs. Other guys to look at, young players on good teams, teams that are doing well, teams that are guaranteed a playoff spot, but that we are expecting some kind of leap from these players once we get to the postseason even again down the stretch guys like Devin Booker Michael Porter Jr. even someone obvious like Donovan Mitchell guys who might this year they might be having the best year that they ever have in their career for all we know or this might be their first great year of many coming up other categories to think about course role players on some of the biggest teams and again this is a bit of a longer term strategy might not be that important down the stretch but as some players rest these guys might be important but when they're getting to second or third round this is when they're going to matter we're talking role players who are going to get the ball to hit a deep clutch three when it matters the most or make a very important bucket when their best player on their team is being guarded very heavily think guys like tobias harris joe harris Or even rookies and young players who could make a difference. I always say, who is going to be this year's Tyler Hero? And this year, that could be someone like Mikal Bridges or Talon Horton Tucker. And then, of course, another category to look at. And again, I'm saying just categorize your players. Don't necessarily go out and buy these players. Just think about them in categories of your favorite players. Another category is non-playoff team good players. And my apologies to guys like Zion, Steph Curry, and even Anthony Edwards. It's not looking good for the playoffs. So again, maybe they're good pickups, maybe they're just something good to keep in mind that come the playoffs, we're not really going to be talking about them that much because they are going to be out golfing. All that being said, this is all stuff that could happen. It's not trading advice. These are just observations, insights, recommendations for how to frame your decisions from here. Take them or leave them. Whatever you do, please be patient in making your collecting decisions. Make what you feel are smart decisions. And that is going to do it for today's show. Please have an excellent week. I hope that by the time you're listening to this, we've got some some new packs. I know some people don't like new packs. I like new packs. If you're looking for more content to consume, head over to the First Mint website. We posted a couple interesting articles over the weekend. One was about what are ultimate moments. You've probably heard of Platinum Ice and Genesis. We've got a full breakdown of what those are, mainly because the value market has been listing them on their site. We got a breakdown on the website of what those are. Also, we have a slight expose, I guess you could call it, or a deep dive into the NBA Top Shot, Top Shot account. Yes, that's right. It exists. If you didn't know this till now, now you know this account has over 16,000 moments, tons of unreleased moments from Series 1, as well as a bunch of challenge rewards, including 20 legendary moments and 718 rare moments, thousands of commons, The plan for this account and how those moments are going to be distributed is coming very soon from the Top Shot team. We don't know when, but we put up an article about what those moments are and why they are there. Look out this week for more stuff coming up on the website. Otherwise, follow us on twitter at the first mint give us a like or subscribe whether you're listening to us on itunes or spotify however that works please support the podcast we really appreciate it otherwise we will see you wednesday or you'll listen to us wednesday on the first mint.